I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm just excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, you look excited. So this is the part where we try desperately to come up with a topic. Yeah, that we should have planned out ahead of time. Maybe we should have. All right. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bulletin. Beyond the Bulletin. I'm Mike Gormley, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Stephen the Man Lenahan. The Man Lenahan. <laughs> Are you my echo? Echo, echo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, all right, so here we are. We're back. It's uh, Stephen, Stephen and Gomer, Mike Gormley. If you're listening to this, uh, our last episode was our unscripted Thanksgiving special. <laughs> this one is going to be our unscripted theological extravaganza. I was going to call it our unscripted Black Friday special, and I was going to like run and tackle you for a TV. Okay. No, that's fine. There's one right behind us. Perfect. All of our rooms. Rip it off the wall. Okay. <laughs> so just kidding. Uh, Rainy November day. Yeah. Freezing cold. Freezing. Why is it so cold this year? I, I don't, don't know. know. Mm. I blame the communists. Really? And Canada. Uh, which are not the same. Which are not the same, but yeah. they're quickly becoming the same. <laughs> just kidding. Yikes. Uh, for any of our Canadian listeners. <laughs> It was really funny. I went up to Canada the day of their election, so yeah. the day after, and I was stuck in an Trudeau airport. Trudeau won, right? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it, I mean, but it's a coalition. It's a coalition government, and so okay. he lost a majority. Uh, so now it's all these things. And they said, "Oh, so I'm watching the airport CNN, and they're going through all these things, and it's all the commentaries." And the funniest thing in the world happened: the clips that they showed from all the different groups. Right? There's the Oh, I can't remember all these different groups. So uh, the liberals and the conservatives, there's one conservative party and four liberal parties, right? So like the Greens, the National Democratic Party, something like that, whatever. So I'm watching it on TV and they all said the exact same thing. We might have been elected by our constituents, but we are here for all Canadians, every Canadian, each Canadian, almost verbatim. That was the clip that they showed from all four. I thought that was so funny. It's just talking points. Yeah, you know? it makes you wonder if it's all just one big conspiracy. Yeah, it's all rigged. There's one guy named Steve <laughs> in the background. Not Steve in, not to be confused no, no, with no, you. No, not me. Scuba Steve. And yeah. he's just directing all things from his underwater lair. Yeah, there you go. There that's, it is. That's how the, the, the world that's is how, run. That's how Canadian elections work. <laughs> but then the one of the persons I was talking to said, I'm so sad that this happened. And I was like, what? Why? And he said, because in like a year and a half or two years, this government's going to fold and we're going to have to elect all new ones. Mm. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, well, these coalition governments never work out. And I'm like, oh, wow, that is so foreign to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Interesting. Anywho. So, yeah. So that's let's, our- let's talk about church instead of Canadian elections, as much as I love Canada. Um, I've been there a few times. Uh, what has been the highlight of your year, Gomer? Because you asked me that on the last episode. I did. And the highlight of my year this year has got to be hands down the inclusion program. It is pretty much one of my dearest, most beloved things that I've done. Inclusion is a program I invented four years ago because essentially when you look at what the church asks of us in bringing Protestants into the Catholic church, it says, listen, if they're baptized and well-formed, don't treat them like the unbaptized, give them the appropriate formation that they need and then bring them into the church. Right. This is very scriptural, by the way, this is like early church stuff that people used to argue about. So well done on being on the right side of it. (laughs) The right side of history. Uh, (laughs) So so the whole idea behind this is if you are baptized, you belong to what the church calls the order of the faithful. 
You have every right to be at mass and to offer your spiritual sacrifice that St. Paul talks about in Romans together with the Eucharistic sacrifice of the ministerial priesthood, right? You join it to that. Now you can't receive communion because you're not in communion with Rome yet. So because you're not in communion with us, you can't receive Holy Communion. However, you can stay there and pray and you can pray for a spiritual blessing or spiritual communion and you can go forward and receive a blessing. In the Catholic Church, being in the order of the faithful matters, did you know, Stephen, the mm -hmm. reason why we call the general intercessions, right, that we have at Mass, mm -hmm. we pray to Lord, Lord, hear our prayer, those are called the prayers of the faithful. Faithful, And the reason why it's called the prayers of the faithful, not the prayers of the faithful, the prayers of the faithful is because we kick out all the unbaptized and we send them into our chapel to do breaking open the word. So the only people that are still in the church, quote unquote, belong to the order of the faithful. So it's the mm. not the unfaithful are going to leave, but the pre-faith filled, the pre-baptized, they're dismissed. And then right before we begin the liturgy of the Eucharist, which they're not allowed to even see because they're unbaptized. The wow, that's leave. very like Eastern Rite right there. Yeah. I mean, this has been a part of the Western Rite from the beginning. We resurrected it in the 1960s because after we converted Europe, we're good. <laughs> Everyone right. was just infant baptism, more right. or less. And then when the mission started, the catechumen, it really wasn't So when wasn't the church was started to become on the decline in Europe is when they brought it back. Well, essentially, it was a bunch of missionaries in Africa and Asia then reached out to Rome in the 50s. And they were like, we want to restore the ancient practice of the catechumenate and have rites that happen during mass that go along and mark these significant moments. The right of welcome into the catechumenate where they become the order of the catechumens the right of um, election where they stand before the bishop and the bishop says their name and calls them into communion with the church, things like that. And so the church created these rights that harken back to the old days. Um, but you're right in the 1940s and fifties, when you wanted to convert to Catholicism, you would go to what they called priest classes. The priest would instruct you or a small group of people, usually individuals on what it means to be a Catholic. And then when he felt it was right, he would bap uh, he would confirm you and, and give you first Holy communion. Now we have this kind of uh, more Boy, liturgical seems, process. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really anticlimactic. Well, it, it just depends on what you need. It, it, it served the person as an individual, but it removed them from the community. And so the idea was, liturgically, let's celebrate these milestones and bring them deeper and deeper in their preparation to, to receive baptism or confirmation in the Eucharist. Okay, so now yeah. fast forward. So now we have inclusion, 2000, uh, 2012, I think it was, uh, or not 12, 2015, I launched the inclusion program because I realized you have people who have been studying sacred scripture fanatically and are wrestling with the Catholic Church's teachings who don't want to become Catholic, but the Bible made them do it. And they're sitting in a class. <laughs> right, <laughs> you. Yeah, they're sitting in a class next to people who have never opened the Bible. Yeah. And so they're like, come on, come on, come on. I need more. And so- I started inclusion as a 10 week program. We dispense with most of the rights so that we can dive deep. It's an hour and a half to two hour lecture and we dive deep. I answer every question that they might have that they throw at me. I love their questions and objections. Um, one of my good friends here at the parish, he was a Lutheran. He converted. We had three other Missouri Synod Lutherans, which are pretty hardcore, and they peppered me with questions. A year ago, we had a whole bunch of Reformed Baptists, and they peppered me with 
a totally different set of questions. And I love it because it lets the dynamism of the Catholic Church's teaching unfold. And I learn a ton because it keeps me on my toes because I have no idea how to answer these people. <laughs> and so inclusion has brought in about 100 uh, non-Catholic baptized Christians into the Catholic faith. That's awesome. How? I mean, that's so fun. Yeah, that's, that is fun. I mean, I, I, I gotta be honest. I'm a, you probably have one of the coolest jobs here. Uh, Fact. Because of that, because of getting to sit here and watch these people's minds and hearts open up to the beauty of the church. So, and I've seen it even like in my group of friends here, like, um, you know, we've got, we've got a, a, a couple of group of, fr- or we've got a, some friends that we call ourselves the crew. You've heard us refer the to crew. ourselves the crew, the crew. which is, uh, started out as a lot of guys that are my age that went to the, the Woodlands high school that, yeah. you know, hung out all the way through college. And then, uh, I kind of joined in with this group of guys when I moved here as youth minister and became friends the, with them. Here's the best thing about the crew. They're a click. That's not clickish. That's very true. Right. That group was here in force at Mary Beale's wedding this yep. weekend. Yep. The groom is a part of the crew. Yep. I said to my wife, I said, I says to Mabel, I says, these <laughs> <laughs> I said, the best thing about them is even though they are all so tight, so close, they got their own little things that they say and their ship thing and all that stuff. <laughs> they do all of that. I said, the wonderful thing is I never once felt excluded by them. Yeah. It wasn't like a me only table. That was awesome. Yeah. And I mean, and truly that's why, that's how I became friends yeah. with all of them. When I lived here before I was 24 years old, didn't know anyone, or maybe even younger, 20, 22, 23, didn't know anyone, didn't have any family here. And that became my community because they were so open. They didn't care that I didn't go to high school with them. They they didn't care that I went to college with them or anything like that. Um, It was about community. And what was interesting or what is interesting about this group that we call the crew is that um, particularly 10 years ago, I'd say about half of us were Catholic and were, you know, members of St. Anthony's and the other half were not, you know, members of other parishes or churches in the area. Um, And back then we actually, we would always used to kind of like jokingly rib each other, the Catholics versus the Prots kind of thing. And (laughs) And the um, one Jewish guy. (laughs) Yeah. And our one Jewish buddy, Jacob, he's so funny. Um, But yeah, we, and we still rib each other about that stuff. But back then, you know, we were in our young twenties and we decided that we wanted to start a Bible study together. That's awesome. And so we did an ecumenical Bible study. Um, and it was just kind of us sitting around and hey, what book do you guys want to study? Romans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we would sit around and just kind of hash these things out and it was sometimes we'd get like slightly heated, but it, we were all friends. So it worked. Yeah. It was like a healthy debate. Um, and so what ended up happening though, was I think I moved away to Atlanta, but a lot of the people that were in that group started really being impacted by, um, the knowledge of the Catholics in the group, um, and their own self-knowledge. I think of Nick fall, who's a parishioner. Um, I can't remember what denomination he grew up in, but he was uh, a history, uh, he was getting his master's in history and, you know, he was kind of studying, the Western, the history of the Western world. And it kind of kept leading him back to Catholicism. Um, Mary, the artist formerly known as Mary Beale, now Mary Beatty, her husband, Kevin, kind of same thing. He grappled with a lot of these things. He used to be a camp counselor for Canna Cook, one of the most, you know, well-known it's the Cove crest of the, of the Protestant world kind of thing. And that's in Arkansas, right? Yeah. I think it's yeah. in Arkansas. And, uh, and same thing, he, he would grapple with all these things, but he, you know, he loved the people that he was influenced by, I guess his friends. And so he studied his way into the faith and lo and behold now. He- yeah. So the best part about this is Kevin comes to me. Uh, I first met him at Deacon Baldy's as all good things begin. Joey had set up a meeting where me and him could get to know each other. He could ask some questions. We could drink some beer. 
And we started talking there. And then I invited him to come to sign up for inclusion. And he signed up. Now, one of the things about inclusion is I do not drink haterade when it comes to <laughs> Protestantism. <laughs> I have can't. learned so much from our Protestant brothers and sisters. I will never, ever, ever shame, humiliate, or attack them for their beliefs because they are sincerely held. They're scripturally backed up. Now, I think it's a bad interpretation of scripture, and we can discuss this. Right. And to me, there is no lower form uh, than pandering. Yeah. Where you just pretend like we don't have problems, disagreements, or you know differences. That's stupid. You don't pander to people. You treat them with respect by acknowledging the differences. Right. And so I studied so many evangelical, non-denominational, you know, whatever pastors, um, theologians, biblical teachers, whatever it might be. I benefited from it. I've stolen their stuff. You people don't even know about. <laughs> I don't quote them except Andy Stanley and Tim Keller. I do the same thing in communications and development because yeah. their websites are amazing. Are amazing. <laughs> and so we do. I do that stuff all the time. But what it helped me to do was build bridges to people who were just searching. And you realize that people are like, listen, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to convert, but I'm just here to find out. And Kevin comes to class the first year. Mary was my assistant. Mm -hmm. and your assistant as well that's right and uh her friends are our friends angie and joey muckenthaler set them up on a date angie's on pastoral council yeah joey is the general manager of deacon baldy's our satellite campus <laughs> <laughs> and so we ended up having the they ended up you know start dating and then it got very serious in fact one day my office is right across from mary's and she was reading like her journal entry to him like the first time she said like she realized that she truly loved him and i'm sitting there like typing up something for class and i'm like i can hear you guys <laughs> she's like oh i'm so embarrassed this I'm is like, funny recording this now because they're actually on their honeymoon yeah, right now <laughs> yeah now they're on their honeymoon i'm like it's beautiful <laughs> young love so annoying um but yeah that was all through that class but what I, I i and this is what i love i even shared with uh with mary's mom barbara beale about this earlier today is like i love that like mary and kevin's story of how they met and their relationship with God first and then each other yeah. is such a beautiful story about how the new evangelization can work in yeah. a parish. I mean, it's really the model of friends being open and being into their faith at a young age and grappling with each other and being open to people that weren't Catholic and all of these different little, and I'm not saying that one thing was the, the absolute credit for it, right? God obviously had yeah. a plan in the whole thing the whole time. But I mean, you even think about like the, one of the first pictures of St. Anthony's. I love this story. Yeah. Is little like, you know, toddler Mary Beale standing in front of her mom with all these people that founded the parish in front of a sign that said future home of St. Anthony of Padua. Yeah. She was basically still in diapers maybe at that point. I don't know. Yeah. But like, that moment, that vision of her parents saying yes to participating in the founding of this parish, and then her mom working in youth ministry and impacting the lives of all those boys that yeah, went to the Woodlands High School. Her mom was my youth minister. Yeah. And then, and my class is about three grades higher than Joey's, Joey Muckenthaler's, yep. and Kevin Mims, and all of those people who ended up being formed in youth group together. Yep. And then they all went to different schools and stuff, but they all became fast friends, formed the crew. And then all these years later, Mary Beale is now my assistant helping run inclusion and in walks Kevin. And the coolest part of the story, baby, it, 
Kevin Beatty. Yeah. yeah, Beatty. You just call him Beatty. Yeah, yeah there's two Kevins in this story, so we got to stay <laughs> oh, out of yeah, it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kevin Beatty, not Kevin Mims. In walks Kevin Mims, and he's married and has a bunch of kids. Now, in walks <laughs> Kevin Beatty, right? But the coolest part of this story is, so Kevin now has been Catholic for two years. Is He's now you know had a beautiful Catholic mass here last Saturday at the church. Father Tom did the wedding. It was truly a stunning wedding from the sense of you could feel the prayer of the people in that room and the the love between the couples. Awesome. Not to get cheesy, but it was awesome. Yeah. If you go to Catholic weddings, one of the things you notice is the fact that no one knows how to respond to the mass parts. And then, uh, but the funny thing was, the funny thing was at this wedding, everyone was responding because they're all parishioners. The salt band was all there, like everyone there. So it was beautiful. But the final beautiful thing is sitting Every Tuesday night in this semester's inclusion class is Catherine Beatty. Kevin Beatty's younger sister is now converting to Catholicism, right? This is the beautiful ripple effect that faithful people dedicated to Christ begin to spread the kingdom, right? St. Anthony of Padua is hopefully, if you can get into community, it's such a big church, if you can get into community, and you truly pray with each other and love each other and do the Christian thing, it can't help but ripple out to others. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of my my parting call to action. Pray for the conversion of people at the inclusion thing and hold a potluck and invite people over to your house and pray with them. And if you're not a part of a crew, start a crew. Start a crew. Because I think that's that's truly the ripple effect. And in fact, Kevin Beatty's dad at the dress rehearsal, um, he's Episcopalian, um, and he got up. And one of the things that I thought was amazing that he said, you know, and they, they've lived in the woodlands for years now, um, but he, he in his toast, he said, you know, I'm so happy that you all have this community of St. Anthony's. And he's not even a parishioner here. Yeah. He's not Catholic, but he said, I'm so thankful that my son um, is a part of this community and has something here because I know that these are the people who are going to support you. And that's just, that's amazing. That's what we need more of. So yeah. that's the witness that we want. That's yeah. the witness that we want. Absolutely. We don't want <laughs> that's the witness that we try our best on staff to deliver for the love of God. Also for the, for <laughs> for the, the love, love of Christ. Christ. James, buy me a coat. Oh, snap, man. We're still saying the same thing. This is amazing. Uh, no, I, I really am uh, excited that this just evolved into talking about my friends. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a part of the crew. Yes, you are. <sighs> we said we're open. I told you that already. You're open, but I choose not to walk over that That's threshold. That's because you're above us. I want us. you to carry me across the threshold. Buddy, I'm an AMDG. I got all the click I can handle. Yeah, and that is an exclusive. That's a click. That's an click. Yeah, that's yeah. exclusive. That's not open to the guy. Gospel or, the, or God's people. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, this has been yet another of the resurrected beyond the bulletin proof that Christ is risen indeed from the dead because we're doing this podcast again. <laughs> podcast, excuse me. More to come in the, in the coming months, especially the new new year. Who knows? Who knows? Who, knew? Who knows? We're going to have like our own Star Wars Christmas special. Who knows? Uh, and we might also start doing some uh, on location uh, recording around Jay the woodlands. Martin. <laughs> Yeah. Our new, what is his title? 
creative services technician, <laughs> which I totally to, made up. Yeah, he, he was. That's okay. For my website, Lay Evangelist, I gave my title creative director. People are like, what do you do there? And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I publish a blog post. <laughs> we He came up with the idea to eat hot wings and talk, talk about topics just like that YouTube show, but do it on location at different places okay. in the woodlands. How I, cool is that? I got it. I know well, how we're going to do that. Uh-oh. We're just going to pick. Hey, just to let you know, this is recording. You're making a I know. promise. Here's how we're going to do this. We're just going to pick sections and paragraphs of the catechism and then read them and talk about them. While eating hot wings? Sure. Why not? Or just testing other foods out around the woodlands. I, I like, like good food. I like it. Awesome. So this has been off script because we planned literally nothing <laughs> beyond the bulletin. God bless y'all. Love you. Go, 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 go.